0: Welcome to episode 90 of the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name is Trent, and as always, I'm joined by Jason. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. We made it to 90.
1: <clears throat> yes, we sure did.
0: Another another 10 mark hit. Yeah. 10 more to go. We hit that big 100 that
1: makes us look like we're legit, finally. I know. Hey, we're legit anyways. Okay. Good. In my eyes.
0: Yeah. Well, number 90 is a good one because we have Johannes from Avatar. Yes, this is going
1: to be a great one.
0: Yes. We've got lots of stuff we're going to talk about as well, and we're going to get to that interview here in a bit. Well, where do we want to start? Um, Let's play some Machine in the Mountain. Oh, you want to just jump right into that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. This song is called Initiate, and like Jason said, Machine in the Mountain. from Machine in the Mountain out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And speaking of Avatar, these guys opened the show that Avatar played in Tulsa last week where we recorded this interview. And as always, Machine in the Mountain put on a stellar performance.
1: Oh, I I know they did.
0: Because as you could hear from that song, they're stellar musicians.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, that thing is just, you know, they're, I guess they're labeled as progressive metal because, you know, they, they fit that vein, but they've got something for everybody, you know. Oh, definitely. Like, it goes just straight up metal. It's got progressive elements. It's got even like that kind of trippy thing there towards oh, the yeah. end. Yeah, It gets real fast. It grooves. It does it
1: all. Yeah. And, you know, this song, Initiate, it's really good. Uh, you know, we were just talking about, you know, before you hit record. I like the intro. It's melodic, but it's kind of dirgy too, you know. And then it just goes into full on, you know, riff-tastic, you know, uh, badassery <laughs> and it just i i was telling you i couldn't be in this band i'm not that good there's so much going on and there's so many risks and there's so many you know turns and twists i i don't see how they can keep up with themselves and remember it and you know that speaks to how good of musicians they are yep. it really does and you know you're never bored and you're never you're never left cold yeah. I mean, you know, they've got melodies, they've got riffs, uh, riffs for days. So, I mean, and this song is just a perfect example of all that.
0: Yeah. And the cool thing is, every instrument's displayed in this song, you know, yes. kind of at, at some point or at all points, kind of, if that makes sense. So, definitely. Yeah. This is from their brand new EP called The Architect. Okay. Get on Facebook, Machine in the Mountain, and hit them up. If you're not in the Tulsa area, yeah. I'm sure they'll send you one. It's only five bucks, and it's worth more than five bucks, I promise you. Oh
1: yeah, definitely.
0: And they've got two other EPs before this. You can find them on Reverb Nation and on Bandcamp, and you know just get on there, like them, follow them, do all that stuff. Do yourself a favor and see them live because they're one of those bands that just live. It's just, it's just a good time. Oh, well, You definitely. know, we when we talk about all that. You know, actually, here's what you need to do. You need to go back to episode 85 of this podcast just a few episodes ago.
1: That's right.
0: And listen to the four of these guys talk about their music. Because that was a good episode. We had all four of them on here. So go check that out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, They're playing Dixie Tavern October 15th. That's right. Get out to that for sure. With Shovel Tusk. Yes. And Oberon. Got a Shovel Tusk. I love that name. That's badass. That is great.
0: (laughs) So yeah, it's two weeks away. Do not miss that. And then we've got, what else do we got? A couple weeks ago, I saw Max and Igor Cavalera. That's right.
1: How was that, man?
0: That really, you know, was as good as I imagined it would be. I bet. I bet. You know, they played Roots in its entirety. And, you know, I've seen Max several times since then with Soulfly, but I haven't seen Igor Cavalera live since, I guess, I saw Sepultura in 96. Yeah,
1: that, that long.
0: Yeah. And that's just... He's always been one of my favorite drummers, but I forget to mention that when I'm talking about my favorite. every time I listen to Sepultura, yeah. or you know, now Seem it just re, you know, reaffirms why this I love this guy so much. It's just because he's so unique and has such a great sound and sets himself apart from everybody. You know, even you know that album. You know, it's more evident than most because it's got a lot of that tribal. Definitely, in that, yeah. Um, South American style beats going on and stuff that they really brought to the forefront with that. But, you know, even on all their other stuff that he's been a part of, he always does that, you know. So yeah. it's just, it was a joy to see Max sounds great and all all those songs sounded badass. And yeah. Mark Rizzo, you know, no offense to Andreas, but it's, you close your eyes and it sounds like it.
1: Yeah, because well, you know? yeah, that guy's a genius. Yeah. He can play anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Rizzo is yeah one of those guys that just... Highly underrated, I think, in the world yeah. of metal. So, so how was Rata It was great. I bet. Max, of course, <laughs> did. I wondered if they would have that part recorded where it was the other guy singing, but he just sang it
1: all. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: You know, he didn't. He sang it a little different, mm. didn't sing it as heavy, but he didn't sound try to sound like that guy. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was cool, because he's not going to sound like that. But yeah, the whole, whole, every song was great, you know. It was definitely worth the drive to oklahoma city nice without nice. a doubt okay okay yeah and uh then what then we saw ghost yeah i
1: think ghost is next yeah holy shit man
0: yeah they uh came to the brady theater in tulsa and both of us this was the second time we had seen them yes we saw them in dallas about three or two years ago yeah two or three years and, ago they played the House of Blues, okay. which is a great setting for a band like Ghost, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you always want to see them in a theater-type setting. Oh, yeah. You know, as opposed to, like, I know they played Diamond Ballroom earlier this year, and I'm sure it's great because it's Ghost, but I just can't imagine it's anywhere near as good as a, in yeah. a
1: place like the Brady. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm sure these guys started out in clubs, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and whatever that's cool and arenas would be too big but brady was just a perfect size venue for a band like this and the kind of show they put on
0: yeah yeah and this was actually what probably the first time you really seen him yes i mean
1: <laughs> i, I don't, i'm not gonna lie yeah. last time we saw him in dallas i was a little i got a little too uh a little too um drunk skis yeah. so that was a little foggy and i made sure to stay sober on this one And it 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 lived up to everything. It was just amazing. I mean, I don't know, I don't know where to, I don't know where to start. Well, they kicked. They opened the show
0: with their new song "Square Hammer." Yes, which is, I mean, is which, in my opinion, you know, it's not even as heavy as a lot of their stuff, but it's one of their best songs ever.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, it's just it, it it it's got a cool riff and it's catchy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't deny that chorus. You can't deny. That hook at all. Yeah. Yeah, they get that new
0: EP out, and I think that's the only new song. But everything on that's cool as hell. Yeah. Because it's all diverse, kind of. And... Yep. Pope star. Yeah. yeah. They played a, a good mix of stuff from the three albums, and, you know, you can't really complain about anything. You know, I think
1: Elizabeth's probably my favorite ghost song. I didn't play it, so I guess I can complain about that, but yeah. that's pretty, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And and they really just like you said they did a great mix. I mean every album was represented. Uh, you know there was uh, they they didn't they didn't seem to lean heavy on one album or the other uh, across the three. <clears throat> and uh, you know for as uh, you know their theme is you know evil satanic this and that and whatever. Uh, for as much as that is, they really do put on an uplifting show.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh I think that's an interesting that's an interesting thing to throw in there and uh you know you've got the confetti cannons and you know absolution just kind of brings it to yeah. a peak, you know, with the whole you know double guitar solo classic rock. I don't know, it's just uh it was just a really positive thing in a way. It was, uh, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, and they
0: they span it all, you know, stuff like he is and then mummy dust, you know. From yeah. The, from the light to the heavy as hell. Yeah, I mean, mean,
1: exactly.
0: And, you know, he interacts with the crowd and it's not like, you know, whenever you think of, if you've never seen Ghost, what you think it might be, it's not really that way. Because like you said, it's kind of uplifting and like he... Interacts with the crowd and just jokes about normal shit. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not all. He's still in
1: character, but he's not. Yeah. It's not like a a doom and gloom kind of thing. Yeah. And I have to, uh, I kind of have to refer to an interview I saw with one of the nameless ghouls, (laughs) uh, you know, the day, you know, before the concert, I was just, you know, looking stuff up as I always do. And that was, uh, you know, their thing is like, You know, we, you know, these are our themes, but at the same time, we want to do it kind of tongue in cheek. And we also want to be, you know, we want it to be a happy experience. Yeah. And that's, that's really what they deliver. I mean, you you don't think you're going to, you know, I don't know. You don't think you're going to a black mass or something. It's, it's everyone's happy and everyone's screaming. And it's just the way it's a unique way they've they've brought those two themes together and i don't know it's just it's different and it's smart yeah and you know everything they they've like they've got a show that's planned out you know they've got the look and they've got the they've got everything blocked out i mean it's just it's very put together and it's very smart yeah, yeah and they even have
0: the kind of chamber what what kind of music would you call it that
1: played before the show for like 10 minutes oh yeah like it was literally of the like gregorian chant yeah. kind of that kind of thing for like 10 minutes yeah
0: and then they had the the stage crew the roadies you know were dressed in not the same thing as the nameless ghouls but they had on black with like red things right yeah you know they were themed as well yeah exactly and they even kind of like stopped and walked and
1: yeah, they, like, bowed to each other yeah, when that's what it was, right? they took the curtains off of the keyboards and the drums and folded them up real proper and stuff yeah. like that while the <laughs> fog was going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah,
0: they're just a, you know, they're another one of those kind of polarizing bands where a lot of people don't like them. But I think the people that don't like them a lot of times are just, you know, putting too much into, you know. Yeah. Look at, you know thinking it's something that's not you know like you said it's tongue-in-cheek it's not yes. meant to be like
1: this is a serious metal band yeah. they're not a metal band anyway you know? yeah they're they're just a rock band yeah and and also you gotta think you know people can you could put this in a movie and people will watch it all day long yeah but once you put it in music Everyone starts getting all butt about oh they're worshiping Satan and all this stuff. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's just you know it's it's entertainment. They know they're entertainment. They've even said we're an entertainment group. And um, guess so, what?
0: It worked for Tom Mariah. It worked for Marilyn Manson. Neither and, one of them are Satanists. You
1: know <laughs> that's right. And it's working for Ghost. Yeah. And I and also what I wanted to point out was I you know. I've noticed in the past, you know, it's in the early shows, because you can, you can look tons of stuff up on YouTube, as everybody knows. You know, it, it, it was kind of somber at some points, but now I think because they've kind of changed their outfits and their uniforms around, they can move around better. And I think the interaction's better. And, uh, it seems more natural, you know, cause, you know, uh, and Papa Emeritus, you know, Tobias Forge, whoever it is, um, is a really good front man. And when the whole cloak and the hat comes off, he can be more of, you know, he can, uh, you know, he can relate to people better. Right. And I think the band that they don't have these robes on, you know, they can move around better. And you could, I could tell because I was, I got up pretty close. You know, even though they had masks and things covering their neck and stuff, you could see their mouths moving with the words. You know, you could see, and they were getting into it and, you know, <clears throat> headbanging and all this stuff. And it just—it was just um, way more of an upbeat thing than, I, than I've seen on YouTube. So, I mean, it, it, if they come near you, go. I mean, you will have a fucking blast. <laughs> and you don't need... You don't need to drink anything or take anything, because Ghost has it all for you. Right? (laughs) Well,
0: a few days before that, I went out to Billy and Renee's. That's right. For Fist of Rage and Crane Technique. Okay. And this was another great show. We've talked about both these bands a few times. We've had both of them on the podcast. Yes. So if you go back, there's full episodes with full bands. both those bands we had every member on both of them have great people in their band and of course great musicians and two totally different styles of bands yeah but it worked fine because when you go to a show you just want to see someone kick ass and that's what both these bands do
1: yeah hey it's all rock it's all heavy so it's all good
0: yeah and fist of rage you know they you know you forget you know how big of a fan base these guys have in this town and just everywhere you know yeah people walking, you know, half that bar had on Fist of Rage shirts. You that's know? great. And that's great. And, you know, they just, they've kind of even more, you know, every time you wonder what Andy's going to do, this time he had on a dress and a wig, you know, <laughs> he was just a woman, I guess. Okay. And, okay, You know, and um, Josh had on a, a mask. I'm trying to remember if it was... No, I don't think it was a character or anything, but it was like a skull-type mask yeah. thing. And... You know, Paulette had on her Pentagram shirt looking good. Nice. Just, and well, you, the music above all, you know. You can
1: never go on with Pentagrams.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a, a fun show, a fun band. They really get into it. They're all great musicians, and they, they love what they do, and you can tell it. And, yeah. And, you know, I mean, they talk about in that podcast we did with them, you know, how they went through like 40 drummers. Not literally 40, but, you know. <laughs> Damn near. Yeah. An insane (laughs) amount. Yeah. And from what I can see from the, since the time we've known him and the last few shows we've seen, I really feel like Josh is kind of here Yeah, and he's part of this band now. That's good. That's good good to see, you know, this is a solid lineup and I love it. Can't wait to see him again. And I'm sure we will soon. And they're actually playing that thing in, we haven't even mentioned that thing in Harrison, Arkansas. That's right. Um, We'll have to look that up and mention all the bands, but yeah. I know they're playing it. It's October twenty second. Devil You Adore is playing it. There's like ten
1: bands on. It, I think it's, Death Grip. Yep. His driver, maybe. I uh, you know? okay. I know Screaming Red Mutiny is. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to look it up and get the the full thing going. Right.
0: Well, and then after them, Crane Technique played. Yeah. And out of Joplin, they're another band you've got to see. You got to look them up, listen to their music. We've championed them several times here because. They deserve to be champions. Yes, they do. During this show, you missed, Steve played a <laughs> full-on rendition of Anesthesia. Really? Teeth and nailed it. Damn it. As you would expect, he would, because he's a <sighs> yeah, he's damn owned. good bassist.
1: Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I, I hate that I missed that. You saved that, didn't you? You didn't tell me that at right. first. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I talked to him about it afterwards, and he said that you know he'd been practicing for a while and figured he just throw it in a set because they were doing a little longer set than they had been. So, Hell yeah, why not? So, yeah, and it sounded yeah. great. And, you know, all four of them guys, you know, are just exceptional at what they do. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about it several times with Dennis that it's just crazy to think this guy's just got power to his voice, he's got a stage presence. And everything, and he's only been doing this for less than two years now. Yeah, that that and, tells you something,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And
0: you know, Mike up there's a thing I I thought about when I was watching him that we talked about with Reed Mullen from C O C. Yeah. You know, he's playing a, a kit. You know, that's like minimal as hell. Yeah. You know, and he's in a band, the type of band that you don't ever see drummers playing kits like that. You know, usually yeah. there's way more to
1: it, and. That tells you a lot, right there. And he sounds like he's got like five hands and five feet. (laughs) Yeah. That tells that. Yeah. I mean, I've said, like you said, I've said before. That's how you know, motherfucker's real. Yeah. You know, you 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 less. You know, you can do so much more with less. That means you're badass, and we know that.
0: Yep. And Garrett, you know, brings that sound all together with his his riffs, and he just he has a stage presence, and he just, just. Total metal, you know? Yeah. That's what That's what I love about these guys, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I hate that I missed it. Yeah. Well, they
0: are coming back to Tulsa on December 9th. This thing has just got announced, actually. It's another DMG Productions okay. at the Shrine. DMG Productions event at the Shrine. And it's got Death Grip out of Dallas. That's going to be
1: badass. With our buddy Scott Bond, yes. who's been on
0: here before. Okay. Look that up. And they've also got Driver who you know you've heard us talk about several times. And then, of course, Crane Technique and Reliance Code.
1: Oh, man. So we finally get, finally. To see, <laughs>
0: finally get to see Reliance Code. We've played a couple of their songs, talked about them, and we haven't had them on here yet, but that's coming
1: yeah, that's down the coming. line.
0: And then Chris mentioned that W. Adore may be on this bill. Really? He said go ahead and throw it out there. He thinks it'll happen. If it doesn't, nice. we'll retract this well, next week. Yeah, well... <laughs>
1: That's where we have to be at. Yeah,
0: we will. And I will be at that. That's actually that Friday night, and then Saturday the next day is that that hair metal Christmas thing. Okay. In Dallas. God damn, like, we're going to be busy. Yeah. yeah. It's like Kix and King's X and Slaughter and yeah. some other lynch mob. So it's yep. a killer lineup
1: there. Yep. We got to go to that.
0: Yeah. Well, what else do we got to go to? This weekend, we're going to Slayer, Anthrax, and Death Angel. Yep. So we're really looking forward to that. Our buddies Kevin Graham, Rachel Graham, Jason Carroll, Jennifer Carroll, they're all going. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few other people I know, you know, I've seen them on Facebook posting that they're going, so I'm sure we'll have a big group of people we know out there.
1: Get your moshing shoes on yeah. for that one.
0: That's thrash at its finest. Yeah, I
1: mean, this is not for, not for the faint of heart.
0: No, I mean, fucking Death Angel. Yeah. You know, just on their own.
1: D.A., baby. Yeah,
0: just on their own, those guys... Are worth traveling for. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to probably play in a 30, 40 minute set. Mm-hmm. And then after that is when it fucking shit hits the fan because, yeah. you know, one of my favorite bands, well, one of your favorite bands too of all time is Anthrax. One of everybody's favorite
1: bands. Well, If yeah. it's not one of your favorite bands, turn this fucking podcast off right now. <laughs> right. Okay, don't do that. Second thought. But you know what there I are mean. people that don't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and of course slayer There's yeah. not much to
1: say there we know what's going to yeah, happen it, it's it's going to be a fucking barn burner of a show yeah so we'll talk about that
0: here probably on the next episode yeah yeah well the point of this episode the main point is avatar yes yes and we got this discussion in and i think it i think it went pretty good yeah it did it did yeah i mean it was it was cool to talk to him and talk about you know some other stuff that we had with other guys, you know, and you got to ask the question about Swedish bands, which we've, I did. we've long wondered ourselves. Yes.
1: and and we got a, a great answer. Yeah. Uh, it even, wasn't a blow-off
0: question. It was a real answer. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
1: e- even, even though I, I did it in a stupid way.
0: No, it was good. Okay, well, you know, okay. I'll think, take it. I'll take I it. I think he liked that it wasn't,
1: <laughs> you know, all like
0: formal and shit. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But, man, these guys live are just... If you've never seen Avatar live... You know, I know that just like you talk about a Ghost, some, there's some metal elitist out there that don't like the fact when, you know, people do something different. Yeah. You know, yeah. people don't like Ghost or Slipknot or Mudvayne or whatever. But, you know, Avatar has a theme, but at the end of it all, the music is what matters. That's right. So if you can't get past that, I feel sorry for you because these guys
1: live are just unbelievable. Well, and, you know, and that's the thing is... You can't just say, oh, they have makeup or they have a gimmick or whatever. No, because their music is fucking insane and it backs it up. Yeah. You know, so it it, it validates everything else they're doing. It really yeah. does.
0: Yeah, show at the Shrine is one of the smaller shows they've done in a long time, I think, yeah. because they, you know, when they come, you know, they're a lot bigger in Europe, I think, but even when they come to America, they're playing festivals. Yeah. And they did a few off dates, but I noticed the ones that they did outside of... Tulsa were even bigger clubs. Okay. And the Shrine, I don't know what the capacity is, but it's not a lot. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they had it packed full. And that's one of the best club shows I've seen in a long time. And, yeah. they, you know, you just felt like you were seeing something special. Yeah. Because, you know, I think you were. And and
1: you, you might not ever see it again. Yeah. Because it might get big, and next time they come to the Brady or something or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. The Canes.
0: Yeah, they had their full stage show. Shoved onto that little stage, you know, like the huge Avatar light thing behind great. behind John on the drum kit. And the yeah. drum kit was way high covering half of that thing, and, <laughs> you know, and they were all kind of crammed on that stage. But, yeah. you know, they pulled it off and it's just a testament to what we've said other times on this podcast about any band from Sweden or yes. the Scandinavia area, Denmark, Finland, whatever. If they come from there, there's a great chance that they're going to be amazing. Yep, not a great chance, probably a ninety-nine percent
1: chance. And look what happens. Yeah, Yeah. they they fucking rule.
0: Yeah, we just talked about Evergraves newest album recently. Yes. You know everything Saw work puts out. You know melts my heart with joy.
1: (laughs) You know, and even the the stuff, yeah, even the stuff like Backyard Babies and Michael Monroe. Yeah. In a different kind of vibe. Yep. Yep. Well, and and also I want to I want to kind of say something that kind of speaks to. You know, the the art and the joy of being a fan is, like, I didn't go to this show. I didn't go to the, you know, Fist of Rage, Crane Technique thing. My work has been crazy. I've had to go in really early, all this stuff. So I didn't get to go and all this whatever. <clears throat> and you said our friend Christy Gross drove two and a half hours for this show. Yeah. And had to drive back. And had to be at work at like five in the morning. Yeah. So that makes me look like a huge puss. (laughs) Right. And so kudos to her. And that's, that's what this kind of music is about. You know, dedication like that, fans like that. You know, we need more people like that. So this stuff can just keep going. And I don't think, you know, you won't find, uh, you know, you won't find 50 cent fans or, you know, <laughs> f- fucking Sam, uh, fans drive. <laughs> Sam Hunt fans or, 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 you know, Thrice fans do that shit. Hey. It's only in hard rock and only in metal. You just thought Thrice and Christy Gross drove
0: to see Thrice the other day. Really?
1: You? <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Well, I'm a dick, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I, I just think that was totally killer. And I just like, I like to hear uh, things like that. You know, and that, that, that makes me, that's why I like to do this instead of, you know, playing out like I used to do and being in a band myself. I think there's a lot, it's really cool just to be a fan and there's a lot that goes into it that, you know, I don't know. I think there's just more to it than, nah, I like Metallica.
0: Well, what you just talked about, I've got a story that you, I hadn't told you yet. I actually completely forgot until this moment. And it's thanks to Christy Groch. She introduced me to this girl after the concert. Yeah. I forgot her name, sadly. But I wouldn't know her last name anyway to call her out. But this girl came from Mexico. Oh, that's right.
1: For this show. I mean, that, uh, that's To funny. a club show in Tulsa. Yeah. I mean, that's... For an that's, hour and a half show. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I mean... Yeah. It, like, literally, she came from Mexico just for this show. Yeah.
0: Like, she had family that lived in Oklahoma City. She... Flew in, saw them, drove to Tulsa, drove back to Oklahoma City, and flew back to Mexico the next day.
1: That's insane. You know, if, and that's, you know, I don't know, Avatar should, and I'm sure they did, I'm sure they do feel so honored. Oh, yeah. For that kind of dedication. That's, you know, like I said, you know, you're not going to get that at a Coldplay show. Sorry. <laughs> right. I mean, that that's a testament to just how badass our kind of music is.
0: Definitely. Well... Uh, should we get into this right now? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think we've, I think we've, uh, just babbled on too much. Let's do it.
0: Do you want to throw in any puns, like, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast has returned again.
1: Okay. I'll let you do that. You're the pun guy. Okay. It smells <laughs> like a podcast show. I don't know. There anyway, you
0: go. I'm, that just went off the rails. All right. Hail
1: the podcast. There you go. I just did
0: it. All Fuck. Right. Here we go. Johannes from Avatar. the story and everything. Was that something that was in one of your guys head for a while and that you wanted to put down no, or is this something it something you guys came up with in the running process of the album? Set?
2: Yeah, the running process. The, the thing, what it was to begin with was just like, okay, what's, what's the next thing for us to do? Because it's all about for us to not repeat ourselves, you know, find a new, a new way. Always to make an album hard to make because, yeah. you know, you, you want some fire up your ass. Uh, and uh, so it came from there and just the general ambition like the very superficial vain thing of like hey I would like to be one of those guys sitting in a concert (laughs) album and then basically like so okay let's do that you know how to make one no cool even better you know and then it was about the journey of figuring things out along the way with it and finding the story that we wanted to tell that would span more than one song so
0: that is where it came from essentially yeah so was it was it a bigger on-taking than you imagined? Is it something you think you'd do again in the future? Well, it became...
2: The part that made it bigger, actually... W- one thing is, of course, like... Okay, that you have a more clear... The way we have done, and, and I would guess most bands have made songs, <laughs> albums... If they don't make something conceptual, is you know, you make the greatest hits of those three months you had the time to do that. You know? And... Uh, and therefore, you know, you can you know, come with a riff and like, hey, yeah, that's, that's perfect, you know, I don't know, song when you're out driving. So I make lyrics about I'm out driving and, you know, and that's it. But then suddenly now you have a song about, now you have this idea that it's all going to be about bicycles and then you have to look for the music that you're writing. That, that's the bicycle song, you know, and in the case of ours, the album with the fables and everything is like, Okay, so we need we need we need something for the owl being stuck in the lake under water together with this pike that's trying to hold her there, you know. So we need that depressive uh, pike song, you know, and uh, and so it was uh, still people wrote and we all did kind of try to you know make our the best songs we could make, but then this uh, process of selection was more based on okay that piece there that thing you did there you know instead of saying oh that's the best thing you did it's more like oh that's the most suitable thing you have done so we need now to make that part great so you know we locked in on fewer songs earlier in that sense I believe and then the huge undertaking is that because it's a concept album because it's you know contain more songs and everything it was just and and that we always raised the bar like oh we want to use a choir of voices that isn't our own only like have, you know, female voices there and everything, and then suddenly, you know, figuring out how to record that any time and finding the choir and being a cheap asshole about it because it's the 2000s, <laughs> yeah. it's not the 80s. Yeah. What can yeah. you do? You know, <laughs> so and and that whole th- figuring that all out made it very hard. Like it, I think all in all, it was a six week process, and there was a Christmas break inside of that. You know, where everything. As far as recording goes, happened, you know, so, and that was a short time for what we had in mind. So we were all really, our
1: brains were fried at the end of it, really. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the the record's just like fearless, and you guys, that's kind of you guys sound like uh, Tooth Beacon Claws got like a surf thing going mm-hmm. on. I mean, it's just, well, you know, where do you come up with that? And do you go, oh, that's too crazy? Or, you know or you just don't care
2: you know yeah no nothing has ever felt too crazy that's, that's it's, awesome it's, it's more like okay. uh, if anything sometimes f- things can feel too you know plain okay honestly and then you know like oh this is like amazing songs that sound like songs we have heard <laughs> you know like <laughs> oh I love this but fucking Pantera man okay <laughs> mov- moving on you know and, and this is a way that, that we did is just a figuring out I think just to create kick-ass metal, you need those great riffs. But, you know, the second half of it is to figure out that particular groove that needs to go with it, the drum beat and make that groovy. And also there you find a lot of the uniqueness in different bands, you know, in, in, in those bands who are truly unique. And in our case, that means always, like, play around, experiment a lot with the drums along the way. Like, hey, sweet guitar lick, man, and now what do we do with it? I mean, that's the secret the reason Iron Man is the greatest song ever is in the drums you know because if it would have been like a it would have been an awful song you know but now because of what Bill Ward is doing that there and that is and that goes for us also with fast songs slow songs it doesn't matter you need to figure out those drums to go alongside the riff because the riff without the groove is nothing and this was just one of those things where the talk's I don't because it, it was really like that was one of the songs that we figure out in the studio way more than others. Like we were like eighty percent knew what we were going to do yeah. on the, every song, and there were twenty percent of stuff that where we left it more open because you know to well mainly because you know you have to allow yourself to let things happen in the studio anyway, and some things just weren't good enough when we hit deadline, so. <laughs> You bring those things into the studio and like in the talks, I don't remember if it was for that song or another one, but I started talking about that, you know, there's something about surf drums and rockabilly and, and that whole, let's twist again, boom, da-da-da. But then we kind of moved on to a billion different ideas and then John, at some point then, a bit later in that day, some them, hey, wait a minute, by the way, da, 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 da to that riff, and suddenly went from, because the riff in itself has some melodic language to me and of course the way it's played like makes me think about I'm on a Marth you know and has that oh, yeah. you know it's it, it becomes this big bulldozer thing but still very melodic so then I mean if you just keep the straight double bass drum on it and all that it didn't really it was one of those you know oh, it's good you know but, I'm on a Marth, man, you know, but it's like, but it's still good. It's, it's not purely it's not a Viking thing going on here What can we do to not feel like that? You know, it's good. How do we elevate it to something that turns into one of our own thing, things, you know, and and you know, having fun with crossing over into different genres making things that are typically considered heavy, heavy and the other way around, you know, all this just playing with put things in the dark that were in the dark into the light and the other way around and it just spurred out of that. And, but again, like and not, no idea has up, until this point felt too crazy. I think feel, it feels more like us learning through years now to try to become more and more crazy with things. you know that I think that is the journey we're making. because yeah. like I don't know, it's, it's ironic to me we're doing pretty well on American radio. I personally like we don't have I don't listen much to radio yeah, you know yeah, do I. you know like so and it's just and when I do and when I hear like the songs before and after our song and, and, and I always feel like how how did we get into this yeah. how, did, how did it let us in I don't mind it you know yeah. it's another channel for us to, because we don't talk radio in the studio you know yeah. we don't and that helps us a lot I think to just keep it pure but then you know you listen there are in 10 songs, you hear the same four chords and uh, the same, I don't know, everybody samples so those kids going, whoa, oh, hey, oh" or something, you know, and, <laughs> and it's a kind of hip-hop beat to it, which I don't mind at all, but it's just like, wait, it's been 20 years, come on, people, you yeah. know?
1: <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, that you guys can do that and pull off is great, because, you know, sometimes somebody might try to, a band might try to do something different, it just falls flat, so you guys have that cornered and you're in the radio, so that's just awesome. Yeah. That's
2: yeah. It. Trying trying to save America one station at yeah. a time. <laughs>
0: <Right>.
1: <laughs> Someone's got to do it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about, like, when you map this out, you know, it's telling a story and then mm. you get on stage live in a headline show, the songs are all mixed up. Is that yeah. something that doesn't bother you? Or is no, it?
2: actually, that, that was also the chance because once you start to delve into... You know that you have this again, this fable, this story that is this very much its own thing, and it's way more tragic than maybe Avatar as a as a whole is being seen as. You know, we are because we are kind of fun, and our shows are pretty fun. You know, <laughs> and uh, and therefore, but now we wrote a pure tragedy, and the challenge was then like, now okay, we could just go out there and do the album. You know, in theory, I've, I think, uh, You know, people still, I think, want to hear smells like a freak show, (laughs) (laughs) no matter what we like to believe. And also just, but that is that Avatar then? But Avatar should be all of these things together, you know? So this was about integrating them. But, you know, it becomes... Anyway, we are always working on trying to figure out more and more how to... How to Michael Jacksonify our shows (laughs) in the sense, like, you're really making every song his own showpiece, if we can. And in that way, we can go on this emotional roller coaster live, and but yeah, it was just about finding how to put it finding a way to to just have what we are doing now makes sense with what we have been, and that is Avatar. Avatar is a past, the present, and the future thing, you know, yeah. and uh, the here and now is part of that bigger bigger scheme.
0: Well, speaking alive, like a few years ago, you guys were opening for Dark Tranquility. -hmm. And then more recently, you've opened for Avenged Sevenfold, Mm 5 and Death Punch. There's not many bands that could do both those things. Mm -hmm. Like, is that something you guys strive for, being able to reach across both ways like that? Or I I think a problem is that uh, now, especially since Black
2: Walls, is that we we're not really don't know who would be the perfect band to open for. You know, I don't feel like when we grew up, you know we were very much into the melodic death metal scene of Gothenburg we were very much still are you know of course yeah. but you know uh, we're very much into you know the a bit you know the more technical brutal death metal stuff always with huge cryptopsy fans yeah. and stuff like that and that's kind of where we came from so of course in the early days it's easier easier to see like oh yeah you're like the Gates Jr. you know And but when we were you know in the late teens and all that when the first stuff came out but then you know you start to grow into your into your own things and once we did that it's like okay so who do we tour with you know is what is Avatar we don't know the answer to this Ab- many people seem to like Avatar but it, it's hard to put the label for fans of yeah I have no fucking idea you know like <laughs> I, I, I don't know uh, so I think that is more like <laughs> the, the reason that we have worked in so many different contexts is maybe because we work in none of them yeah. Because we also like went to tour and open for Halloween, oh, um, and that's uh, a, that's a completely different beast, of course, you know. And that was yeah. my favorite because that is the band that made me stop cutting my hair, and we got to <laughs> tour. You know, we got to tour with them and <laughs> sip on and tea and come and say Oh, I, l- I like your song uh, "Roadkill." Was for a third album. Like, oh, it could be a hit in America. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait a minute. I wrote that song. Who said what? He, I, 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 He wrote Eagle ego free and he's said, like, So that was an amazing tour to make. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, <That's> <laughs> and they were, you know, cool, funny, generous, yeah. great people, and, and you know, people say don't meet your heroes, but if you know, if, if they're in a German
0: metal band, you, you should be safe, you know. Amazing. What <laughs> right. well, do you find fans like of one, one extreme or the other? Like if someone like Dark Tranquility. Do you find fans like being less open to a diverse sound or nah. every time you guys have opened for anyone, has it always been a good reaction?
2: Yeah, uh, honestly it has, you know, and, and better with the years. And I try to remember when, except we were with Dr. Quillity. was still like, I feel like we really grow into the avatar that we feel we found ourselves and therefore more our audience a bit after that. Right. Like, purely artistically, like, uh, and, uh, so, but, no, but still, it went well already back then, and and now maybe it's just, like, I feel like we are, and this can so easily sound like complaining, so you're like, don't get me wrong, like, but it's just, I see, like, we are, especially in the States, we are hitting it off in an amazing way, that also, you know, puts us, like, not so much underground, culturally, you know, so, like... Yeah. Well, we're, you know, warming up, listening to Suffocation and, uh, and you know, being the metalheads we are, you know. And then we come out and we, uh, you know, and uh, and people sometimes have, you know, butt rock t-shirts on our shows. And it's like, well,
0: you know, more power to you.
2: You can like whatever you want. Yeah. I didn't expect it, you know. Yeah. And if I want to listen to my album, I didn't expect it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Raven wine you know that's yeah I don't want to mention names I don't want to be an asshole like that <laughs> it's, just, it's just nice for you journalists but <laughs> I don't want to mention names but you know like okay fair enough I don't know how we did that but you know yeah. Nile also exists <laughs> yeah but it's started you know like we can see that fans come from different ways if they can't come from radio certain chores we made then they uh, stuck around with us, and then you know, like it, you know, word of mouth metal people, and then that, uh, that is when open the open t shirts come to our show, you know, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, or exactly. death, and uh, and mm-hmm. like that, and and I, I feel like we, when I went to concerts young, still today, of course, but you know, growing up in, in the metal world, I was more that dude. I feel like. so it's interesting just to see now that we have some weird mass appeal by making a huge effort in. Making sure that we are not pleasing anyone, yeah. except yeah. for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. Yeah, it, it seems yeah. to me it's like the, the best commercial move we ever made was to say "fuck the world," <laughs> and, and, it, and it, 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 it's been working for us this far. Yeah, and it's also like if we fail miserably, I prefer to fail miserably doing something that was like, "I, I love this," because yeah. Yeah. if we do a really shit album in your eyes. You can just, okay, I'm not going to listen to this again and put on the next one, you know, and move on with life. But I will sit there with this album that nobody liked except for me, but at least I liked it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is a reasoning there, you know, is we, you have to keep it to do it for yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, um, talk about, uh, like, what's, what's in the water up in Sweden where, like, every band is just badass, awesome. That sounds <laughs> like a, I'm putting it in a corny way. Sorry. Yeah, no, oh, but but, uh, gonna... but it's, it's, it's
2: a question that comes quite a bit, and I think there, are, it's it's a kind of complex thing, and there are many factors. Like if I look t- into to like to myself, mm-hmm. there is like the, some things that help. Was like there's this oh, uh, so in every town has this sit around like music school as an after school activity. Like it's not part of the. Mm-hmm curriculum of your normal school like but it's the place that if you want you can go and like you know when you join the junior uh, soccer team Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing Uh, each municipal you you know that word (laughs) municipal municipality yeah (laughs) municipality Uh, right yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) has this music school and like and when you're a kid, you get to, you know, they show up at your school one evening and all the kids get to do, go there and try to play a trumpet, try to play the drums a bit, uh, as uh, you know, if in third grade or something, I think it's the first time you they do it for you. So like you're in second grade, you eat your soul and you go, they get to try all these instruments uh, and then if you find something to your liking, you very cheaply gets them, you know, get lessons in that instrument. And... For the first year, you get to borrow that instrument for free, and uh, after the second year, you get to, uh, you know, through the music school and through you know this all these you know welfare programs, that is you know that reaches way more people overall in a country like Sweden. It's it also stays cheap. So, lots of kids get opportunity to play something. That is how, like, we have a flute player, two clarinets, and uh, uh, me being a trombone player in the <laughs> band because of those. that first thing we did as kids, yeah. and, you know? And I kept playing trombone until I graduated high school or taking lessons in it, and being wasn't a big band. And so, that first thing that you get a taste for music, you have to try music in a very real way early on. So that's what, one piece of the puzzle. Uh, and that also happened to be where we all met. Because then three years, you, you just hang out in a music school with your clarinets and trombones, but you have also discarded Iron Maiden, and your hair has started to reach down below your ears, <laughs> and you see the other guy with a Metallica t-shirt, and like and that also starts to play drums, aside of the flute, and you the the, the clarinet player also plays the piano, and has just started to play guitars, because Maiden. And you meet those people there, you know? and that is John and Jonas that is you know how they through the music school and actually tennis classes as well they got to know each other and form the band and the first time I met I saw John ever was you know in the music school there and so so it, you know a little you know it, it gives an opportunity to connect kids like that yeah. in a very kind of like semi academic way yeah. we we get to learn the stuff then it's, again it's easy fairly easy to find some place to rehearse you know like again through this study circles whatever you would call it like again like you can start an interest group like the hobby group basically and if you do it in an organized way with meetings and and uh, someone doing the accountancy and stuff you can get some money from the state from basically whatever and that is you know, then that grows into that it's again affordable for the teenagers to have a rehearse room far away from dad's garage, so it doesn't matter what he thinks about yeah. it. You know, and and then and plus then youth centers and places to go and play and stuff. So you know, it's uh, so then there you have the whole state, uh, <laughs> the whole the, the socialized answer yeah. to it. Then there's some other things. It's like uh, other musicians talk about. Saw documentary about Swedish metal just recently. It's like, well, it's so boring here. We don't have, you know, it's it's, it's pitch black darkness half of the year. So if you want to make something, you have to do it yourself, you know? So that self-made thing, like, that, I don't know, like, if you want something fun to happen, you have to create the fun.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not the beaches of California, you know, like, or whatever. And so that's part of it. And then in our case, like, you started to see also around you that because we from the west coast right outside of Gothenburg you know John grew up in basically same street as you know guitar player Hammerfall and you know you got in Flames, you got Tranquillity, you got all these examples and if you look at all of Sweden it becomes ridiculous that so many small towns have these bands that have had certain success all around the world like the Hives they are from fucking duck. Ever heard of Augusta? No. No, neither had I. Then I heard the hives. (laughs) You know, it's a real, it's a small town and so many towns have that in Sweden. So you see like, he could make it so I can make it, you know, like, so it's accessible like that as well. So, so that helps. And outside of that, I don't know, like, again, my story is I got to play some trombone and my brother showed me German power metal and then uh, another dude showed me death metal and then I had already taken music lessons so it's just and there were four other guys that were like that in their own kind of way and we met and then we started to play together you know and we found a place to rehearse and then there were places to do our shows for our friends and you know and also, like to try to be an entrepreneur because what they would do is like, okay, kind of show here. So, you need to make posters, you need to put the posters up, you need to tell your friends, you need to sell tickets, you need to learn all these things, you know. So, it's kind of breeding ground then from that, then grow into that people start to become like more business minded about it, those that have an inclination to go further with it. Also, kind of like taught, it, you know, took you on as uh, 15, 60 year olds in the beginning, there, like, like okay, you know, have a project. You know, we're not gonna do it for you. You know, we provide the place and stuff. You know, but you need to do this, 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 and,
0: and we learned. Yeah. So you think you'll ever incorporate trombone into a song?
2: We did. Oh, you did already? Yeah, okay. on
0: Hailed Apocalypse,"
2: I played the solo on a "Puppet Show." oh Okay, that makes sense
0: yeah. <laughs> that's me. <neat. laughs>
2: also did live for one tour over here, uh, I we're gonna kind of do it again. I'm sure at some yeah.
0: point. <laughs> all right man well we appreciate your time uh, thank you very yeah. much yeah, was thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was blah blah blahing away I realized <laughs> so, I don't know how many questions we there you go Johannes from Avatar quite an honor to sit down with him for 20-25 minutes talk about some different stuff thank you to him for taking the time to do that thank you to Bill from E1 for setting that up thank you to Adam their tour manager for the help you know, thank you to Eric Smith, you know, from Vitz Screen Printing oh, for definitely, yeah. promoting the show and putting that on. And, yeah. you know, he helped us out there a little bit, too. And always great to see him. And if you need T-shirts made, hit him up. Yes,
1: definitely hit him he's, up. He's
0: who made our T-shirts. Yeah.
1: and, and Like I said, uh, you know, he, or like you said, I mean, he, he kind of helped us in the right direction when we got there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks to Johannes. I mean, it was, uh, he was a very engaging, really nice guy. And... Uh, He just had a lot of really cool stuff to say, and it was really, really good, just kind of soaking it all in. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one for sure.
0: Yeah. And I'd like to point out that I felt kind of dumb after I asked that trombone question, because I had literally, I told you I listened to Puppet Show while I was driving to the show. (laughs) But it's just one of those things I think you don't think about it when you're not. Yeah like engaged
1: in it thinking oh yes. that might be a
0: trombone you know just yeah. thinking oh that sounds cool there's a horn you <laughs> yeah. know
1: and yeah and you know we've got our questions and we stick to them and you <laughs> right. know so it's all good right and he didn't he didn't seem to mind at all
0: right <laughs> well if you haven't heard feathers of flesh get it you know yes it's got some great stuff it's something you know kind of like we said about machine and Mountain, a little something for everybody yeah you know they've got sounds that you know Span all the different kind of you know metal genres.
1: I yeah, think. they're they're like a gritty power metal band. Yeah, you know, kind of a power metal band if they're a little dirty.
0: Well, like you mentioned, if power metal ran into system of a down. Yes, you
1: know? I, I I hate kind of doing for fans of things, but there you go. That's a good just, way of putting it. Yeah, and he kind of touched it, on that himself in the interview yeah. too. You know, the whole you know radio and for fans of and stuff. Yeah, but it's 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 a good point.
0: Yeah, and you know because when that album starts, that first song. Um sounds like just sounds like power metal. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm like this sounds like Sonat Artica, yeah. you know, or something. And then he starts singing, you know, and of course it's different than Sonat Artica, but it still has that feel with the guitars and everything. Yeah. But just as the album progresses, it goes through all that different stuff and then it gets to Night Never Ending, which is all uplifting mm-hmm. and then you know, just just a great album, you know. It's yeah. one of those you might be hearing us talking about it. You should be hearing us talking about it probably. At the end of the year again. Oh, yeah, for sure. From the best of episodes yes. of Yes. But, yeah, once again, thanks to him and thanks to E1 Music and everybody. Thank you for listening. We're at thethoneunderground.com. Got all our previous podcasts up there. You can find reviews of major artists, independent artists, all that stuff. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. YouTube, we've got a couple metallic Reaction videos for both the new singles. Yes, go check those out. Yeah. The Thunder Underground at gmail.com. You can email us any opinions or thoughts or whatever. And, of course, if you're a band and you have music you want to send us, shoot it over. Or you want us to play your music or listen to your music or whatever. Send it our way. If you want to buy t-shirts, email us there. We've also got koozies. And, like I said, 89 previous podcasts we've had on guys from nonpoint. Drowning pool, um soil,
1: uh Overkill, Crowbar, crowbar Miss yeah. May, I, um Murder FM. Yeah, Murder FM, COC, Megadeth, Megadeath act, act of Defiance. I mean uh we've had like you know, Ian Moore and Shooter Jennings.
0: Yeah. We've had some uh eighties rock guys, Great White, Trickster, Warrant, yeah. Europe.
1: Um go check all those out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, just a long list, eighty nine episodes. <laughs> That's right. So you're going to find something you like, I promise. Yeah, oh, definitely. And like we mentioned earlier, Fist of Rage, Crane Technique, uh, Machine in the Mountain. Machine in the Mountain, They've yeah. all been on here. And some of the other bands we talked about with shows coming up like W. and Driver and whatnot, they're all on here as well. Definitely. And hopefully next week you'll hear something cool as well.
1: Yes. I think you sure. will. Yeah. But we're not going to say shit right now. <laughs> we're going to keep you in the dark for right now.
0: Definitely. Well, all right. Is that it? That's it. See ya. Till next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.